Julian King in the chair. Summer mornings, 0457 736 736. A tumultuous day at the West Tigers yesterday. The entire board dismissed. Chief Executive Justin Pascoe also resigned from the club. Now, this followed from an independent review into the club's governance, after which a restructure was officially endorsed by the shareholders on Monday night. The review was ordered by the Holman Barnes Group. That is the controlling faction of the Tigers board. It's conducted by former NRL Chief Financial Officer Tony Crawford, as well as businessman Gary Barnier. And that has ultimately resulted in the directors ratifying their own exits as part of the restructuring. So Lee Hadjapantelis, chairman, gone. Justin Pascoe, resigned. Ex-New South Wales Premier Barry O'Farrell has now been installed as interim chairman, replacing Hadjapantelis, while former South Sydney CEO Shane Richardson, who will be on Sports Day later on this afternoon with Scotty Sattler, uh, he has become interim chief executive, both on initial six-month terms. A lot of happy Tigers fans, it must be said, on the text line today. Gary Jack, a Balmain legend, pleased to say he's on the line right now. Morning, Jimmy. G'day, Julian. Thanks for the invitation for your program today. My pleasure. Your reaction? Um, look, I have to congratulate the Holmes uh, Barnes group on that decision. Look, it wouldn't have been an easy decision to make. And also that the couple of thousand Tigers fans who signed a petition that started this whole thing um, at the end of the season, look, I think they got it right. Uh, enough is enough. Uh, you've got to only look at the results over the last five years, mate. Uh, 9th, 11th, 13th, 16th, 17th. It's just not good enough. You talked about the petition. You know, Lee was critical of that. You know, was it a case of the tail wagging the dog or, or is this people power prevailing, Gary? I think this is people power prevailing. You know, clubs were owned well, by, by, by members, really, but it's a different structure at the Tigers. Uh, and, and, you know, so that sort of stuff doesn't come into play. Uh, it's sort of run by by, by the front office, um, not, not actually by the fans, whereas fans would come in and vote in the old days and select the members. Um, I think what's really important is, and Jack Gibson said a great quote, and it's 40 years ago, Julian, but, you know, he's, winning starts Monday and it starts in the front office. And things haven't changed in 40 years, mate. That's, you know, premiership coach, they're 81, 82, 83 at Parramatta. Our front office just hasn't been good enough um, for, for a number of years, you know, and it's culminated in what we see. Uh, I remember Tim Sheens, when he came to the club uh, in 2021, when he was general manager of football, uh, and he was also appointed by the board and the CEO and the chairman uh, when he was appointed as the general manager of footy. He said, everyone is accountable at this club for their results. It's a performance during business. It's about wins and losses. Well, we finished last in 2022 and 2023, but somehow the chairman and the CEO still think that they deserve to be there. I think that's laughable. Okay, was there one particular incident or was it more a culmination of things over you know, a decade or so that, that meant this change had to happen? So why did this need to happen? Uh, well, the, the results, it's a results-driven business. You can't finish last and last we've turned over so many coaches in the last four years i think six coaches in four years or four coaches in six years and yet the people that put these people in positions the ceo the board and the chairman they still retain their positions they're still there like they're they're unaccountable to anyone as i said sheen said it's a performance driven business everyone's accountable except for the chairman and the ceo and that i think hedge Ventellis has been there what four or five years or five years and, um, and Pascoe has been there, what, eight years? It, it's been the worst era in the club's history. So, you know, change had to be made. Like, it, change is all about, footy clubs are all about culture. 
You know, it's a, it's a generational thing. Culture is passed down from players to the next players, and it's also passed down from administrators to the next gen of administrators. And it's it just it's terrible at the Tigers. There had to be a line drawn in the sand. Um, good on the, the Holmes, uh, Holman Barnes group for doing what they've done. That line is in the sand. That what's happened is just not acceptable to the fans, to the, to, to to anyone that's involved with the club. Uh, enough is enough, and it had to finish. Uh, just putting aside for a moment, Gary, where the change had to happen, do you think the process was was hastily done? Because this is uh, this is stuck in the craw of, of Lee. He said, we were never paid the respect to been involved or consulted as to the review. They weren't engaged or informed as to the results of the review or the re- recommendations. Uh, surely they should have, though. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I'm sure there's been plenty of sacks. The coaches have been sacked over the last four or five years that weren't given much of an opportunity to um, to stand their case. They were just terminated. So, uh, you know, sometimes what goes around comes around, you know. Okay. This is no silver bullet, though, is it? So people might say, okay, well, this is the first of many no. steps forward. So what needs to happen next for the West Tigers? Well, look, you've got a guy called Shane Richardson and Barry O'Fowles come back as the chairman. Um, you know, Shane Richardson has got a proven track record. He's been at South, he's been at Penrith, he's been at Hull FC. He turns clubs around, you know, and, and so that's what you want someone leading from the front. He won't cop the crap from the players, you know. He won't crap any crap from, from people that are working under him. So he's a tough administrator. He's got proven results. So that's the first thing. And I think I think there's a distinct conflict of interest when you're the chairman and you're also the major sponsor too. I think that's, you know, that's a very, uh, someone said that's a, uh, it's got plenty of plenty of hair on it, you know, it's a very hairy area. So to have a complete breakaway from the chairman with Barry O'Fell, I think that's a really positive sign for the club. He's been there before. He understands the club. So I think those things set in place will, will set the club up for, for, for a better future than last year. And all Benji's got to worry about it's just coaching the footy team, mate. That's all. He's, don't worry about the politics, Benji. Just go out there and coach the footy team and make them better. Yeah, make them better players and a better club. And all the fans will love him for doing that. That's his role. That's all he's got to do. There's always politics, isn't there, in a merged entity? And so this animosity reported between you know, the Tigers and the Magpies that, that doesn't all of a mm. sudden just dissipate. Your separate teams, I think at flag and ball level, New South Wales Cup side, still the Magpies, to debate over uh, I guess where your geographical identity is Gary, so there's still a lot of work to do in that mm. respect. In your opinion mm. uh, for the Tigers to survive and thrive in the future what do they need to do to, to marry up these two entities better? Yeah, yeah. look, they, they do and it's been there since they started back in back in 2000. You know, I think there needs to be there needs to be um, more games at at um, at, at Campbelltown, and even more games at, at Leichhardt Oval. And Leichhardt Oval is probably the spiritual home of the Tigers. Um, they need to respect that um, and, and talk about you know you've got Concord, you've got the Centre of Excellence, which is sitting there, there five miles from from Leichhardt Oval. I think that's going to be their their geographical centre. So they need to concentrate more games in that area. Around Leichhardt, you say. Around that, yeah, around that Leichhardt area, and obviously, you know, the the growth is going to happen. There's growth out west. You know, it, it's it's a bit of a delicate situation, but the, you know, the, the the spiritual home of the Tigers, I, I have no doubt, uh, is is um, is at Leichhardt Oval. You know, they don't play at League Committee more. That was the home for the Magpies for a long time. 
So, uh, Leichhardt's it's a great home ground. I just don't think that they play enough there. And use that as a home ground advantage. Um, you know, when you're only playing three times a year there, it, it, you don't take advantage of that advantage that you've got. Lee Hatchapantelis appeared on Breakfast with Vossi and the Missile this morning, and he's a sponsor of the station. He has a, a regular spot, and, and he was afforded the chance to, to speak. And he was asked about his achievements, and, and he's happy with the pathways that they've implemented. And he cited, of course, uh, the Centre of Excellence built and uh, ensuring the club's in a better financial position. Uh, is there uh, what, What's the legacy of Pasco? firstly? He's been there for almost a decade, and then and Lee for about five years. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, I mean, uh, what's their legacy? Um, yeah, oh, it's a tough question, mate. You know, it's a results-driven business, mate, and if the results don't get there, then it has to be changed. And, um, you know, you can't have people in key positions where results aren't happening. So um, disappointing. It's a great honour to be the chairman of, of any club. Uh, Lee, he tried his hardest. There's no question he tried his hardest uh, when he was the chairman. Um, yeah, but, you know, probably not coming from a football background. It's different to coming from maybe a legal background. Footy clubs are a different different culture, again, uh, from, from where he's from. So... Um, but he tried hard, you know, he tried hard and I'll give him credit for that. Uh, just to matters on the field quickly, Jimmy, before we let you go, you would have read about uh, the dispute between <laughs> Nofaluma and and the club and issues about welfare yeah. and fitness and the rest of it. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if you know any yeah. more than the rest of us do. And, you know, it, it, I had this discussion with Matt Russell on Sunday. The whole thing, if you just take a step back, and I'm not a Tigers fan, Gary, but it just seems sad, you know, mm. a, a hundred... The greatest try scorer for the club. He's got 100 career tries. He should be a club legend, but he doesn't seem to be perceived that way at the moment. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't seem to be. Um, you know, as a player, as you get older, I think their workload, there's two ways to look at it. Look, you could lead by example and you go out there and lead the 400s, or lead the 200s, or, you know, it should be maybe scaled back because he is, you know, 31, 32. Um, so it, it's a, I think player welfare comes in too. Back in my day, mate, you just it didn't mm. matter what you whether you're 31 or 35, you just just ran and ran and ran. And that's just how it was. I mean, there's a lot in it for him as as a as a experienced player there to lead by example and say, okay, I don't like it, but I'm doing it. I know it's tough. I know it's very hard, but this is what we've got to do to change the culture of the joint. Um, if I can do it, follow me. Um, even though I'm on the wing, <laughs> follow me <laughs> and let's get this club back in order because, you know, yeah, wingers are the ones like uh, winger in Johnny Davidson and Russell Gartner. They hated winger in because they get belted because yeah. they're paid spectators on the wing. <laughs> they're paid spectators. So, so he, he's leading by example. So I think that's what he should do uh, as a, as a club legend. Like as you said, with a hundred tries, that's a remarkable effort by any player. So he should, he should just bite the bullet and turn up and train and lead by example. That's the best thing he can do. Yeah, I wonder how the walk would have dealt with it back in the day. Hey, Jimmy. And uh, oh, uh, oh, <laughs> that's one for another. Well, the walk, yes. Uh, or, or AJ, there you go. Well, okay. Less said about <laughs> AJ, the better at the moment. And just very quickly, of course, you, you famously donned the one, number one jersey. I mean, how exciting is this Jareem Buller? Yeah, he, he's a great prospect. Uh, what's he, 19, 20 years of age. Uh, he came on last year and, wow, I was just amazed at what he could do. He's a player, obviously, that they've kept. They've signed him down for a three- or four-year deal. During Buller, he's going to be a superstar. But Look, he's going to be a superstar, but there's lots of you know players going to this and going to that. He's got to do it. Obviously, he's got to keep his feet on the ground. You know, he's worked hard. He's a great defender, you know. You don't see 
too many fullbacks and a great defenders as well. The number of tries he saved this year for the Tigers was fantastic. You know, um, so he's he's only going to get better and better, better and better for them. And I'm excited to to watch him play. And um, yeah, he, he's a real superstar of the future, Julian. Gary Jack, thank you so much for sparing some of your time on the program this morning. No problem, Julian. It's really nice talking to you and all the Tigers fans out there. Things will get better. I'm sure they will get better. Uh, it's just a, tr- it's a transition. It's a line in the sand, and it, but it's a real positive for the club. There he is, Tigers legend Gary Jack.